Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 259, which we are recording on Wednesday, December 1st, ugh, 2021. Mm. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are remotely recording in our quasi-oh-so-professional home studios. So we'll see if there's a big difference in sound quality or not. <laughs> but it's not as much fun as being with you and drinking boba tea and touching each other's yarns. That sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but reality for knitters. Reality for knitters. All right. What are you stocking? No. What are you wearing? Oh my gosh. See? We're not sitting together and I forget what our segments are. What are you wearing? Well, what I have been wearing recently is my burdock, which is a pattern by Maura Kirk. I think I've been wearing this one quite a bit on Saturdays mm -hmm. on our Zoom get-togethers. And I realized I don't think I have talked about it on a podcast episode yet. And the funny thing, I looked up this project on Ravelry, checked the pattern. Now, the pattern was published back in 2012, and the book that it was published in was called November Knits. I remember that. Yeah. And so, look, here it is. It was November, <laughs> and I am wearing it. Well I mean, done. How, yeah. How accurate is that? So... The burdock cardigan is an open front cardigan that has a lacy stitch pattern over the entire body of the sweater. It's knit in a worsted weight, so it was a fairly quick knit, and it has a fold-over hemmed collar that goes all the way from the bottom of the sweater up around the back of the neck and then down. So that is knit all in one piece and it's folded over and then stitched down. And that is probably my favorite design feature of this sweater because it really gives substance to the collar and it lays perfectly flat and it looks so beautiful. I really love the way that collar is done. Not to say that the lacy pattern that's all over the sweater is not lovable because I do love that too about the sweater. And I adore that sweater. Yeah, I, I really, love it. I really love it. And as the name of the book suggests, it really is perfect for the transitional weather that we usually get in November. Today, of course, is exempted because it's December 1st and it is 80 degrees out. Hello, hello, California. <laughs> yeah, our weather has been 70s and 80s. Yeah. Not many sweaters happening around here. <laughs> so I knit this one in the lovely Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Worsted in the Color Palisades. And I wanted to mention this yarn because it's one of my absolute favorite worsted weight yarns to use. First, it's sold in big chunky skeins of about 400 yards. Love that. And it's just so soft and squishy. And in this case, the color Palisades was really a perfect blue. Mm -hmm. It's not a too purple blue. It's not too green. It's not quite a navy. It's just a really perfect, perfect blue. And it's kind of the blue by which I have since judged all other blues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say... Same is true for me because I've looked 
for the same exact shade of your palisades. Yeah. Which, of course, because Karita is an amazing hand dyer, it's not always exactly the same. So ever since you knit that sweater years and years ago, I've wanted to knit it in the same yarn because (laughs) I love yours so much. And I knew I knew the colorway name before you ever said it because it's ingrained (laughs) in my memory. That's how much I love it. Yeah, I love this color. So Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Worsted, Excellent Yarn, Burdock Cardigan by Maura Kirk. What are you wearing, Gail? Well, honestly, I just finished a late afternoon workout, so I am not wearing hand knits at all right now. So during the week, in the evenings, it's been getting chilly because we have these crazy warm weathers during the day, and then it is fall. So in the evenings, it's pretty chilly. So my blue sands has been high in the rotation. I wear that regularly. And I've also been wearing my wool socks and my wool slippers. So my wanderer slippers by Andrea Mowry have been high in rotation. And they are colorwork slippers that I knit with Sincere Sheep's Eureka Worsted. And I used a natural colorway and her blue that's called Anya. And they're just so much fun to knit. They knit up so quickly and they're just big sloppy slippers. They're not form-fitted. They are just fun to wear and they keep your feet so warm because with color work, they're double thick. So they're pretty, they're fun to knit, they look cute on your feet, and they keep your feet warm. So what's not to love? Wanderer (laughs) Slippers by Andrea Mowry. I highly recommend that pattern. I'm glad you brought that up because I have not worn my hand knit socks very much in the last couple of years at all. And this is a good reminder that I should pull mine out and wear them. I stopped knitting socks completely because I just have not been wearing them. So I should wear them and just wear them as slippers around the house just so I can use them. Yeah, it is the season for it right now. Exactly. And especially sitting at my computer, my feet get cold. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So, so perfect. Socks. Must remember socks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What have you been stalking now that we're actually to that segment? Okay. I have been stalking patterns for the minis that I am collecting. And I want to knit something with the minis for the self-indulgent knit along. Now, Several of us who have been meeting over the course of the pandemic, one year, year and a half, almost two years, those of us that have been meeting on the Zoom on Saturdays, we did a little mini skein exchange. So though I have not opened my minis, I am planning in anticipation of having a lovely set of, I think we're supposed to have about 800 yards of fingering weight yarn. So I'm looking for something. And today I came across a really lovely rectangular arrow shaped wrap from a designer that I have stocked several times in the past year. Her name is Noma Endelovu. And this rectangular wrap, it's kind of shaped, when I say arrow, it has a point or the yarns come to kind of like a V point in the center. And then one end of the rectangular wrap has like a corner of a triangle. And then 
the other end of the rectangular wrap has kind of like two points that come out, like kind of like the bottom of a triangle, but it's really a rectangular wrap. Don't mm-hmm. think it's a triangle. And it's shaped with increases and decreases at the center of the wrap. And the pattern page says that it's fairly simple. It only uses basic skills. It's really cool. She calls out everything that you need to know to knit this piece. You need to know how to knit purl, SSK, knit two together, make one left and right. So that's it. So it looks like the kind of pattern that you can probably take along with you to knit fairly easily. The pattern was written for DK weight yarn. So if I use fingering weight, of course, mine will be a little bit smaller, which is fine. It's a fairly large wrap. And the interesting thing is that the pattern page only shows the design in black and white photos. And the photos are fabulous. They're really good photos. But it's just interesting to me because so many people are drawn to a design based on the color of it, even though when you knit it, you can make it any color you want. But I admit this is how this happens to me too. I'll see something that's knit in the colors that I am drawn to. And of course, I'm drawn to look twice at it. Something that's knit perhaps in colors I don't care for, perhaps I wouldn't be. I would like to think that I also look at patterns knowing that I can knit it in any color. But I just thought this was an interesting photo choice to show it in black and white. Because the fact that it was black and white and you just see the contrast of the design certainly did draw my attention. And it also made me wonder, now did the designer knit it in colors that she didn't like? And would seeing the color version make me want to knit it any less or more? I'm going to venture a guess that she used a mini skein set, like an advent set, that she got an advanced version of and maybe doesn't want to reveal the colors as a spoiler. And that's why she did the pictures in black and white. That's a guess. But I've seen other designers do that. Like Helen Stewart did that when she did the Land of Sweets cowl, for example. I think her first pictures were black and white. Oh, Until the advent colors were revealed, like all the 24 days had passed or whatever it was. So people saw their colors and then she showed the colors in the cowl. That makes sense. That makes sense. But as photos, as black and white photos, they're fabulous. They're really great photos anyway. They show the contrast between the sections of color. And just because it's black and white, it made me kind of excited. I'm excited to see all of my colors and I can't wait to play with them in order and that sort of thing. And then the funny thing is, since I like shades of gray, frankly, I want to knit a black (laughs) and white version that looks just like that. (laughs) Yes, someone in our... In our self-indulgent chatter thread, she's going to do Hohe's fading point mm-hmm. in black to gray to natural. And they're See, beautiful would, colors. Yeah. I mean, I look at this and I'm thinking, knowing that the photo is in black and white, I still want to make one that looks black and white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. And that would be an interesting color challenge, you know, to collect different 
black to white. So you go through all the shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Huh. Very interesting. And neutral. You could wear it with almost anything in yeah. your closet. That's also very appealing. Yeah. To me, that, anyways. That might be a challenge for me. I like that idea. <laughs> okay. So that is the Small Street Wrap by Noma Endelovu. And then the second thing I am stocking for minis is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. This one is not a new pattern. This is from originally published in December of 2015. It's called Southern Spirit. It's also a rectangular wrap, similar to the small street wrap in the fact that you have increases and decreases to create the points. So this one The other one has one big triangle. This one goes zigzag. So increases and decreases to create this zigzag that goes all the way across the shawl and then continues all the way down. The sample is knit in two colors. So the striping alternates between two colors. But of course, you can do anything you want with it. And a mini set, I think, would look rather cool. Mm -hmm. And then the original thing that got me started on this rabbit hole of looking for this is that I was thinking, oh, there must be a feather and fan shawl pattern that I could use. Because I was thinking different minis would also look nice in feather and fan. Yeah, they would. And I didn't find an exact pattern that I was looking for, but how it would be fairly easy to take a feather and fan pattern and alternate it with garter stitch and make a rectangular wrap like that so there we go three options for me for my mini sets for the self-indulgent knit along so that means i won't be able to start my self-indulgent knit along until january because that's when we finish unwrapping our minis unless you wanted to knit them in order that you unwrapped them no i have to have to order (laughs) them the the way that i want (laughs) Okay, so what are you stocking, Gail? I'm stocking one thing that's been in my queue. I'm trying to open my Ravelry library to see how long it's been in my library, and I'm in my closet, so my cell phone reception is horrid. But I'm guessing it's been in my queue as long as, if not longer, than we've been podcasting. And it's the Samovar sweater by Laura Chow. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. I don't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it was I don't remember either. released in June 2012, so we probably had already been podcasting. But this is a worsted weight sweater that is an all-over lace pattern, and it's raglan shaping, which with a worsted weight, now that we've had this long discussion about seaming in the Ravelry group, made me pause. I thought, okay, worsted weight and raglan, is there enough structure? To support it so that those raglan sleeves don't just drip down my shoulders. But because it's an all-over lace pattern, I think that the weight of the sweater is will be considerably less than if it was a stockinette pattern. Got I it. think that's probably true. So the reason I haven't knit it in all these years, even though I've had it in my queue all this time, is because of the worsted weight. And we don't have that much opportunity to wear our worsted weight sweaters. However, 
with an all-over lace pattern, it makes it less warm than most of my worsted weight sweaters. And it's a cardigan, so I can unbutton it if I want to, although I probably wouldn't. It's one of those cardigans that it buttons and I probably would keep it buttoned most of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's really, really cute. And I believe it's a part of a collection that she did. Yeah, the Afternoon Tea Collection. And I have some Madeline Tosh MCN Worsted. Our wonderful friend Kim from Western Sky Knits recently did a huge de-stash of her own yarn that wasn't Western Sky Knits. Her knitting time is limited, so she knits with mostly her own yarn, and she had quite a collection, well-curated selection, of stash yarn that she's, she's still de-stashing some of it, and fiber also. On the Western Sky Knits website, there's a little menu option for personal de-stash, so go check it out because she has things like wool mice and just nomadic knits, self-striping, and I can't remember the other things right now, but beautiful things for very, very little. So I took advantage of her de-stash and got some of the Madeline Tosh MCN worsted, which they do not sell anymore, in the coquette colorway, which is one of my very favorites. <laughs> so I think I have enough of that yarn to knit the samovar. So very excited about that thinking that that might become one of my self-indulgent knit-along knits because Excellent. I would love that sweater in that color. Very much love it. So that's the first thing I'm stocking is Samovar by Laura Chow. The second thing I'm stocking is something I'm equally excited about. Brand new to me pattern called Ziggy Interrupted. And it is a rectangular wrap, but you could make it narrower and make it a scarf. And it is all crochet. So I've been stocking a lot of crochet patterns lately, which is kind of interesting and exciting. I'm going to actually start to do some swatching with my crochet over the holidays, probably when I have more brain space. But Ziggy Interrupted is a pattern by Sandra Paul, and her name is Cherry Heart Designs on Ravelry. And I've noticed her crochet patterns before. I'm not sure if I've crocheted any of them, but they've been in my favorites for quite a few years, some of them. And this particular wrap is super, super cool. It's five colors, fingering weight, and it's a chevron design, but it also has little motifs that are turned on their side, and there are sections of them that interrupt the zigzag. So Ziggy interrupted. The name makes perfect sense. And I saw this, I think, Saturday morning. And by the time we had our Zoom start at one o'clock, I'd already gone through all of my single skeins and had Josie in my bedroom with me trying to figure out what colors. And the colors in the design on the pattern page in Ravelry are burgundy, gold, and some variegated colors that are very fall. And I fell in love with that color palette. Unfortunately, I don't think I have anything in stash that would work for that exact color palette. And I have a lot of pink single skeins. So Josie and I did some color pairing and came up with a perfect combination. So I'm very excited. That's going to be one of my self-indulgent knit-along projects also. And just the idea of using up single skeins in my stash is very satisfying. So Ziggy Interrupted by Sandra Paul. Check it out. It's a very fun pattern. 
And the last thing I'm stalking is thanks to, I think it's Helen in our group who lives in Australia. She posted in the self-indulgent knit-along planning thread what she was planning to be working on. And one of the things is the Painting Honeycombs Blanket by Stephen West. And he did it, I think, originally as a shawl. And he has a blanket that's both in baby size and a larger, more like a throw size. And it's a DK weight pattern. And it's done with slip stitches. So it looks like honeycomb, where there's one main color. And then the honeycombs, the basically the rows of honeycombs are different colors. So he uses, I don't know, five colors, I think, in the larger blanket and maybe three in the smaller blanket. So you have these stripes of these honeycomb colors, and it's a really pretty effect. And one person did it in two colors. So they did the main color that's the background of the honeycombs, and the background honeycomb is in garter, I'm pretty sure. So it also has a different texture. And then the interior of the honeycombs is stockinette. And it's all, again, done in slip stitches. It's not color work, even though it looks like it. So both sides of the blanket are cool. But the person, she she did single color, main color, single, single color, contrast color. It looks so cool. It's like this giant polka dot blanket that because it's one, uh, two colors instead of a bunch of colors, it just looks like this field of polka dots as opposed to a honeycomb pattern to me. Very cool how it looks so different. So just like we've been talking about lately with all these patterns that have lots of different color combinations, how fun it is to go look at the finished objects. Very fun to browse through the finished objects of the honeycomb painting honeycombs blanket. And that, again, is a Stephen West pattern. So that's what I've been stocking. Okay. What have you been knitting? Hats, hats, hats. <laughs> you are the hat <laughs> machine. I was first and now you are. You know, I... This happens often in December. Yeah. I start knitting hats. I have just been casting them on one after another, knit several hats for sailors, sending off a few more to another friend who's collecting them for another charity. And just today I was thinking, oh, I'm going to make a stack for some of my kids' friends for Christmas too. Aww. So we'll see. We'll see if I actually do that. But since I'm enjoying the hats, I might as well. So hats, hats, hats. The one that I have been casting on again and again this week is the Sea Train hat. And I don't know all. I've finished two more, I think. So I don't know if I should. There's not too much I can say about it. It's a ribbed hat and it has decreases in four places. So it kind of creates a little four pointed decrease section at the top of the hat. I'm in a place right now where I prefer that to the star shaped decreases. So hats, hats, hats. And then I'm also working on my long summer cardigan. It's not summer anymore, but it is very long. I'm going to finish it, and it's going to be, I'm sure, too cold to wear it, but I'm going to finish it rather not than save it. Not in the afternoons. It. It'll be perfect in the afternoons yeah, lately. But, well, mine is really light because it's made in the Coast yarn, mm, which is true. an extremely light yarn. It's almost a lace white sweater. So it's very, very light, but I am liking the results so far. It's a 
gray and gold, silver and gold. And Thank you. I... <laughs> <laughs> right in oh. my head it went. <laughs> Gail loves that song by It gets Girl stuck Lives. in my head every time she says the words. Is that the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Christmas special? I think so. Christmas it's one special? of those cartoons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have knit all the way down past the sleeves. I've knit the sleeves. I'm just cruising down the body and then i'll have the long collar not collar button band to pick up all the way around which i am planning i probably am going to crochet that one too so we'll see how that goes good plan yeah so that is long summer cardigan by hohi locatelli what are you knitting gail well before we talk about what i'm knitting you mentioned the hats for sailors And I wanted to mention that we received an email from Sandra, who is the organizer, and I wanted to read it to all of you because, man, the Yarniacs are so awesome. It makes my heart so happy. I mean, I'm okay. I'm going to try not to tear up because this was just so cool. (laughs) The email says, hi, Gail. Thank you so much for mentioning us on your Yarniacs podcast and for continuing to support us through your own knitting and Ravelry and Instagram. This is a record year for us, and so many people mentioned hearing about it on your podcast. I'm certain we couldn't have done this without you. We have 8,341 hats. Remember, their goal was 6,000. She said, I'm in shock and cannot believe how many we have. From 2010 to 2020, we collected a total of 8,009 hats. It is amazing. So in this one year... They collected more than they did in the 10 previous years. Amazing. She said, we have three ships currently lined up. The USS Abraham Lincoln, the USS Jason Dunham, and the USS Oakland. We will need more ships and should be making more announcements in the coming week or two. I wanted to personally let you know our number and say a huge thank you to you and all of your listeners. What an amazing community we belong to. So thank you, everyone who knit a hat and sent it to Sandra and Hats for Sailors. The last post I saw on their Ravelry group, they're sending hats to 10 Navy ships. So 10 ships worth of sailors are going to have hand-knit hats to keep their heads warm for the holidays. (laughs) It's like it's making me almost tear up. Thank you so much, you guys. So, okay. So what am I knitting? I am knitting a pair of Evangeline mitts patterned by Michelle Sigani Shirley, and I hope I pronounced her name correctly. On Thanksgiving vacation, Max came home from school and he crept into my room with a big smile on his face, which immediately made me say, what do you want? And he said, do you have any hats or mitts that I can have? And I said, oh my gosh, let's look. So... Thus ensued a huge pile of hand knits on my bed. I think we took out every hat I have, every pair of mitts, then the sweaters, then the shawls. And he went through all of my hand knit stash and took home some things for college. He rides his bike around campus a lot, so his head and hands get cold. And all of my mitts weren't exactly what he was thinking. But he likes the Evangeline mitts pattern, which this is the third time I've knit it. And the first time I used a gray yarn. And I told him he could have my gray ones, but he said, no, 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 you've had these for so many years, you keep these. 
And I said, okay, well then I'll knit you a pair of your own. And we looked at my worsted weight single skeins and he wasn't in love with any of the colors. So we planned a trip to the Swift Stitch, our local yarn shop where Charlene works. But I said, hey, wait, let's go look at my DK weight yarn. Maybe you'll see something you like in DK weight. And I pulled open one of my drawers of yarn and I had my leftover skein of Harrisville Nightshades that I knit my big sister sweater in. It's the yarn that's woolen spun and it's black with little bits of hot pink in it. And you almost have to squint to see the hot pink. And he said, oh, I really like that. And then he said, hey, what if you hold another yarn with it? Because he knows the talk. (laughs) I said, hey, good idea. So I pulled out my mohair stash and I have the skein of Moondrake and Company silk merino lace weight. Did I say that right? Yeah, silk merino lace weight yarn. And it's in a very pretty pink color. So held doubled with the Harrisville, it looks amazing. So I've knit the first mitt, tried it on him before he left, and it fits him perfectly. So I'm knitting the second mitt, and I'm going to surprise him and send them in the mail before the holidays. And I will have enough yarn left over to knit Max a matching hat. So I'm very excited about that. He'll get the hat for Christmas. And again, that's the Evangeline Mitts. It's a great free pattern for, it calls for worsted weight, but I think depending on your gauge, you could probably do it with DK and or maybe fingering held doubled. Lots of ways to make that work. It has a very beautiful cable pattern that runs down the back of the hand. And it does have a thumb gusset where you pick up stitches and knit the thumb onto the mitts later. A very easy, nice pattern. And I'm also knitting the Frank Shawl by Hohi Locatelli. So we talked about this in our stocking a few episodes ago, and I've decided to knit mine in two colors. Her pattern is designed for four colors, one main color, and it's knit in three triangular sections that are joined together, and she has a contrasting color in each of the three sections. Well, I decided to do two colors, and what I'm doing is I'm using the main color in the two side sections with a contrasting color. And then for the back triangle, I'm going to reverse those. So I'm using a raspberry tonal single ply fingering for the main color in the two side triangles. And the contrast color is a skein of twisted owl fiber that I've had in my stash for many years, and they don't even die anymore, which is sad. I was going to say that is, yeah, that's very collectible at this point. These were all stash yarns that I had. The raspberry, it's actually two different skeins that I'm using. One is an Uncommon Threads yarn that was a gift from my friend Sarah. And the other one is lollipop yarns. And I don't know if she's dying anymore either. But that's what the other raspberry color is. So between those Mm. two skeins and the Twisted Owl skein is a 600-yard skein. So I'll have enough to do the whole shawl in two colors. And that is a really fun pattern, very easy, very soothing, and I'm loving how it's turning out. So that's The Frank Shawl by Hohi Locatelli. We would like to thank our December sponsor, Lolo Body Care. Lolo Body Care is making public a private conversation about radical self-care. For the sake of time, here's a summary. We're living in a VUCA world, which is short for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. That's basically a catch-all for, hey, it's crazy out there. Especially in this season when we tend to cook, 
clean, work, and take care of others more and more often. Do you remember to honor yourself? How many holiday seasons have you said, I'll never do this again, and yet here you are? Maybe it's time you sank into some radical self-love. Put yourself at the top of your list. Ditch the guilt, or at the very least, turn it towards doing something nice for someone else, or expressing gratitude for the little things. Lolo Body Care has switched things up this holiday season, made it kinder and easier. They have several new seasonal candle scents, gift bundles for all occasions and budgets, and stellar specials exclusively for Lolo Communique subscribers, their twice-a-month newsletter. In January, they continue to surprise as they will roll out their expanded rewards program. The combination of being a Lolo Communique subscriber and a rewards member gets you into a full plate at an exquisite banquet. Reap the full benefits by signing up at lolobodycare.com. Don't forget to make your mantra, radical self-love. And I love that. We were just having that conversation in the Ravelry thread, people talking about holiday things where you do things that you don't want to do just for the sake of others and continue traditions that stress you out and things like that. And I think we all sometimes need to take a step back and at least take a deep breath, if not pamper ourselves with something. So thank you for the reminder, Kismet. Very, very timely. Do something nice for yourself. Exactly. I also can't wait to see what the expanded rewards program brings. (laughs) And <laughs> I'm racking up my rewards points, so. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. All right, what have you finished? I have finished or read. Woohoo! That's so huge. <laughs> Woohoo! It is huge because that sweater has been on the needles for half a year. And wow. You guys have been patiently listening to me talk about how I haven't been working on it. <laughs> So I finally picked it up, finished the edging in single crochet. I only had enough for one row of single crochet. So I do need to find another yarn that will work with it. Or if anyone has any leftovers of composition book gray in Tosh Merino light, let me know. Maybe I can buy a little bit off of you. I don't need a lot. If I can't find any, then I'll find a contrast color or a complementary color. It'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. I did get to see her finished sweater on Sunday, and I think it looks really cool the way you did it. It kind of rolls in a little bit, but I like that. Yeah, I do too. The only thing is that I feel the back of the neck is a little bit loose. So I was thinking one more round of single crochet and then I'll decrease a little bit on the back of the neck to tighten that up. Either that or I'll just take out that row and redo it with fewer stitches around the back of the neck. Both are a possibility. I'm like Gail said, I'm wearing it anyway because I think it looks fine. It's beautiful. So now I want to it. it done. <laughs> it's gorgeous. The lace panel in the back is stunning. Yeah. Now if you don't remember, this is a a cardigan, a longer length cardigan, and the design feature of the sweater really is this back panel that goes straight down the center. It's lacy, 
and it looks like a lacy pleat almost. It's not really pleated, it's just knit to look that way. And if you look at the pattern page on Ravelry, most of the photos are of the back of the sweater. So it's really the, the design feature of it. I'm very happy with it, it looks great, and I'll be even happier once I get that little bit of decrease on the back neck. So that is Oread by Meiju KP. Yay! <laughs> what have you finished, Gail? I have two finishes. I finished my straw flower shawl, which is the pattern by Senia Nadian, and it is so pretty. I did not do a gauge swatch for this pattern because I am lazy and I don't do it for shawls, and I ran out of yarn. So with this particular pattern, that is not a problem because I just finished on a different row than the pattern states. And I have two fewer sections where there's this pretty haystack lace repeat, but it's still beautiful. You wouldn't know that it wasn't complete if I hadn't just told you, or unless you compared <laughs> it to the pattern pictures, of course. But I love the finished object. It is gorgeous. I used Dragonfly Fibers Pixie single ply fingering for one of the colors and it's in the hot pants colorway which just glows it's the hot pink color that just glows from the inside out and for the contrast which is a silk mohair held single i used suburban stitchers silk mohair in the colorway sugar which is a very light pink with little speckles of darker pink that match the hot pants perfectly so it's this bright eye searing pink with a light pink stripe and there are different texture stitches in some of the stripes and there are bobbles in it and it's just such a fun shawl and it's a very very long triangle so it doesn't have very many rows but you cast on a lot of stitches so it's very long as opposed to a regular triangular shawl that is flat on one side and triangle on the other. So it's a different shape than what I'm used to. And I really like it because I'm going to be able to wrap it a lot. So that is the straw flower shawl. And I also finished my slouchy socks. So I have a finished pair of bulky weight socks that I can wear wow. around in this cold weather. And I used Birch Hollow's Bernice Bulky, which was a yarn that Eat Sleep Knit sent to us in a box of pretties to try out. And I love it. And... It's just super, super pretty. It's super squishy to knit with and fun. These socks, it was one skein per sock, a very bit of yarn, little bit of yarn left over. The pattern is very simple, very easy to knit, and goes by pretty quickly because it's big yarn on big needles. So if you're going to knit some socks, <laughs> it's a pretty good pattern to use. Top down, super simple, and I really can't wait to wear them. I haven't blocked them yet. So I'm going to block them, take pictures, and then start wearing them around the house. And I don't, you know, they're going to get kind of grungy because we have two dogs and lots of dog <laughs> hair. And, you know, they're going to get, I think everything that I own and especially that I knit is, has lots of Leroy hair integrated into it. So just part of having pets. So there you go. That's what I finished. We have a knitting exceptional segment today. I'm super excited about this. We had planned to do this a few episodes ago, but didn't have time to do proper justice to this particular Knitting Exceptional. And we're going to say right off the bat, disclaimer, we couldn't possibly do justice to this particular person in a, 
a whole episode worth of content. No. We're only no. covering the highlights because this knitting exceptional is Elizabeth Zimmerman. And there's so much public knowledge and public information and things that she herself and her family has published. So like Gail said, we're just going to mention a few points that we think are interesting because you can go and read so much about and by her, by her daughter. It will be fun for you to do that after you know a little bit more about her. And if you don't know who Elizabeth Zimmerman is, she is the pioneer of circular knitting in the United States. She moved here with her husband at, I don't know, mid-20s, I would say, probably roughly. And she basically is the, the mother of so many things of knitting in the U.S. And she wrote books, and she was the founder of the first knitting retreats here. They were called the Knitting Workshop. And her daughter is Meg Swanson, who carries on the tradition of knitting in the family. They are also the founders of Schoolhouse Press, which is a publication company that has published many, many crafting books. And I didn't know that Schoolhouse Press is the name because they actually lived in a schoolhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. She's also the founder of the Easy Percentage System, Easy being her initials, Elizabeth Zimmerman. So if you've seen the initials Easy in places as you've become a knitter, that's always short for Elizabeth Zimmerman. And you have probably seen those initials in many places yeah. if you're a knitter because she's very, very well known because she was so talented. Yeah. And she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> she published newsletters. So there are 22 newsletters that she published from September 1958 through spring of 1969. And Gail mentioned that she was funny. And there's a book that is published right now called The Opinionated Knitter, which is a collection of her newsletters. And she wrote all these herself. And in it, she talks about knitting. She'll have little snippets about her family, about her pets, about cooking. There's just little lifestyle things in there. And that's where you get a sense of her humor when you read her writing. It's kind of interesting. She'll just throw little things in there. And she can be, as the name says, a little opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love the fact that her newsletters, she started them because she had a pattern published in Vogue Knitting. And her pattern was meant to be knit in the round. And Vogue rewrote it to be knit flat and in pieces. And she was not pleased about that. And so she started her own newsletter so that she could get her own patterns out, written the way she intended them. And thus, circular knitting was introduced in the U.S. And I think they were also the first wholesaler or provider of circular knitting needles in the U.S., I think she was oh, getting them okay. from Germany and selling them in the U.S. because they weren't available here. Yeah. So she paved the way for that. So I have a quote from her about that. I was reading that the book. Apparently it was a fair aisle yoke sweater that appeared on the cover of a yarn company school and college issue. 
And I think, like you said, it also happened in a Vogue knitting issue as well. And she said that when they took the pattern and made it into pieces, it was full of errors and misleading Mm -hmm. directions. And the quote is, she says, magazine editors frequently impose their own knitting theories upon the helpless freelancer. (laughs) And so that's her. That personifies her. (laughs) Yes, she's the helpless freelancer. And she took to self-publication to publish her own patterns. Think of that. So she kind of founded self-publication in a way <laughs> for knitting. She kind of did. And she founded circular knitting in the U.S. kind of and knitting retreats. I mean, she was way ahead of her time. She also has just little tidbits. For example, one of her newsletters, I was looking through the book, newsletter number 16 was published in the fall of 1966. And I believe the title was Eight Unusual Knitting Techniques. And really, they're not that unusual anymore, because I think that she put a lot of these new techniques forward, although she would always claim that she didn't invent anything. She used the word unvented, because she said that nothing really is new out there. Somebody has done it. Yep. But anyway... These unusual knitting techniques included joining in the round, one row buttonholes, and the sewn cast off, which are very commonly done today. Yep. So previously unusual techniques that years later have become commonplace. I also forgot to mention, she had the first ever knitting TV show. In the I was just looking yeah. at that. I, I have notes about that, too. First she of its was, kind. Yeah, she was on a Milwaukee edu- educational channel, and she sold a study guide to go along with the episodes that you could purchase. Oh, and this is interesting. You could purchase the study guide I saw in the original newsletter that she was selling it for $2.00. In 1966 dollars, and I translated it. So in 2021 dollars, the two dollars becomes 17 dollars. <laughs> Very fair price. So even now, you can see that she was, yeah, extremely fair price for mm-hmm. the information. So I thought that was fun. And I believe that you can still get those episodes no, somewhere. The, no, they. They were destroyed in some way in the vault where they were kept. Something happened, so they were lost forever. Isn't that really? tragic? Yeah. I thought that there were VHS tapes of them previously. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't stand know. corrected. Well, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm correct. But but I've oh. never claimed to be 100 percent accurate. And she she also besides the opinionated knitter has the books the knitter's almanac and Knitting Without Tears, and the Knitter's Almanac has one pattern for every month of the year, as an almanac might, and I have the book. My mother-in-law purchased that for me, and my mother-in-law loved books, and she's no longer with us, so I treasure that book, and I'm going to be casting on the February Project, which is a baby sweater on two needles for my granddaughter's third birthday. So I'll be starting that soon. 
And all of her patterns in the book are written almost in recipe format. She doesn't give very super specific instructions. She basically says, be the boss of your own knitting. And she talks about the patterns and how she does it in her prose. And then she says, if you want the pithy pattern, look at the back of the chapter and she gives you basic guidelines. But her approach is, I knit this in this kind of wool on these needles, but your gauge will be different. You should take the time to gauge swatch and, you know, very standard advice. And she tells you how to make it your own kind of, and I'm going way off pattern. Her pattern was knit in a different weight yarn than I'm using, and hers is intended for a baby. I'm knitting mine for a three-year-old. So I'm going to figure out how to knit this sweater as a larger sweater. And she uses what she calls a percentage system to tell you how to separate for the sleeves when you're knitting in the round. So that's going to be fun to do. And funny background story about this sweater. Alex and I, my daughter, were looking at patterns for Olivia for her sweater. And we're scrolling through patterns online and there's the baby sweater on two needles. And Alex said, oh, 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 let's look at that one. And I said, oh yeah, I think I've knit that before. And she said, you knit that for Olivia when she was a newborn. It was one of her baby shower <laughs> gifts. So I've already knit the sweater and I had completely forgotten. So knitting it for the second time. And I will be talking about that in the next episode. Excellent. Yeah. Very entertaining books though. Very entertaining. Yes. And you just mentioned one of the reasons why she really is known as the opinion opinionated knitter, because she does expect a certain level of knowledge to be understood by the knitter. And she does expect that she is not going to spoon feed you each direction. For example, in newsletter number 11, it's titled Five Caps. And I believe she has the quote unquote recipe for five caps. But if you read it, each cap the instructions, it, it's barely a paragraph. And she really does have everything you need there to knit the cap. But compared to a lot of instructions that are much more verbose, people might say, no, there's no way that everything can be there. But everything is there as long as you trust yourself and you kind of go with it you're a little adventurous, give it a try. Yep. Not afraid of ripping, give it a try. There you go. That's, she kind of <laughs> just talks that talk too. Like, yeah, yeah, don't be afraid to rip it out. Yeah, it's just knitting. And I noticed also that she uses hats as a gauge swatch quite often. Yes, she does. That's so correct. That's interesting too. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot more out there. Go read something, learn something, look up some of her patterns. Some of her patterns like the baby surprise jacket are some of the most knit patterns on Ravelry. For example, they'll they'll have the these patterns have the most projects. They're very popular. <laughs> They're almost like the hallmarks of knitting in a way. Some of them yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. The baby surprise jacket is very unique. I think the whole thing is knit flat and then it's like origami, origami when it comes together. Yes. So I've never knit one, but I never have either, cool. but I find the whole thing fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I have always wanted to knit one. And I know our local guild had that as their project one year and I should have joined in and I'll knit one someday. Oh, 
And that just occurred to me. My next door neighbors, who were kind of dog families with, our dogs go back and forth between yards. We have a friendship gate that we open between the yards. And they are going to become grandparents for the first time in early 2022. So maybe I'll knit a baby surprise jacket for their new up and coming, which they aren't going to find out if it's a girl or a boy. So I'll do a neutral color and I think I'm going to try it. Excellent. Now's my chance. Excellent. Yeah. Always fun to stalk during our future segment. Exactly. It hadn't (laughs) occurred to me. I was already stalking different patterns, but I was thinking, oh, I'll just do the baby vertebrae. Well, why do something I've already knit? How boring is that? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I think that is all we have to say. And if you would like to discuss more about Elizabeth Zimmerman, or if we have misspoke, Please correct us. If you have something wonderful to add, please join in the conversation and we'd love to hear from you. Yes. And don't forget, Self-Indulgent Knit Along starts December 21st and we're super excited about it. Again, no rules other than you're doing something that makes you happy. That's all there is to it. Super easy. That's all there is to it. Yep. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> self-care. <laughs> Just like Lolo says. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. Happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniacs and at Gailey Whaley.